boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. you live from responsible distances apart this is the blue heaven podcast <laughs> see you know why this is weird because you're not there brooks i don't see you you know like fingering the air while i do the mma but anyways we are part of the overtime podcast network what is going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on the tweeters and the instagram I'm really glad that you caught onto the fact that I actually do that with the um, MMS because I've been practicing. Uh, you know, we're on episode 123, and I've been around wow. for a lot of them. <laughs> and I think you, <laughs> you just have. caught on recently. <laughs> no, I've known this for a while. I just tend to not bring it up. But anyways, thank you. Know. you. I'm glad you appreciate my effort. What's up, guys? My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeB3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, a lot happened, but nothing happened. I don't know the best way to say it. We're going to go over the Zoom party. We're on Zoom party four now. Is that what we're on? Zoom party four. Dodger Zoom party Which four. Which is, I think, you... a new hope. A new hope. Yeah, it's yeah. a new hope. And it's not Cody Bellinger. He is not the new hope. Uh, you'll get to hear about how dumb Cody Bellinger is. That's going to be a lot of fun. California is getting loose. Uh, is, is, is that is that what we're saying? Oh, wait. Yeah. There you go. Sponsored Cut by loose. Jack Daniels. <laughs> A uh, little bit of the restrictions loosening up in California, and we're going to talk about what that means for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's going to be money, money, money. The next part in the holdup for any potential baseball and sports and happiness, again, coming up anytime soon. Uh, we got to talk a little bit. We haven't done it in a while. We do have to talk about the Dodger Stadium renovation because it's pretty much ready to go. Uh, I th- Well, we'll get into that more a little bit later in the show. Trust it's going to be worth waiting to, to hang out at the end of the show uh, to hear us talk about that. But there will be also so much more. Before we get into things, before I go whoring for more uh, things for money, uh, we want to remind you guys to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, leave a rating, all that kind of stuff. We are Blue Heaven Podcast on Apple. We are on, uh, well, iTunes. We're on Spotify. Anywhere you could leave a rating, uh, Stitcher, you know, we'd appreciate it. Uh, if you leave us a really good review that's funny, uh, we'll probably read it here on the show one of these days. I might even get uh, a tattooed also- on my body somewhere. You never know. <laughs> you never know how things are going to go. We also have to give a shout out to our friends over at Sportscaster. They are above my head today, right, right about over there. That's at special. Sportscaster, you could be the star of your own show. You could live stream. You could game. You could broadcast. You could be like the not, the next Bob Memory. Uh, just you know, be a little bit more P- PG, I guess we'll say, than uh, Joe Coy was today on the Dodger Zoom party. But if you want access, special events, all that cool stuff, you want to look like a pro, sound like a pro, go to Sportscaster.com. That is C A S T R. dot com today after. This live stream. After the live stream. I say it every single week. Don't forget. It's after the live stream. We're way more important, guys. Don't forget. It is a live stream, so make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know where you're watching from, where you're repping Dodgers Nation, what's on your mind tonight. I'm going to jump into a couple of these comments because we got people flying in from all over. Hatfield, first one in the chat, like always. Hatfield, we appreciate you. He says, hi, agents. Good to see you, Good Brian. On, Brian. Good to see you. Uh, nice Leslie kid. Taylor says, happy Monday, guys. Enjoying a good thunderstorm. Yeah, I, I was really surprised by the rain that was here this morning. We had weather in Los Angeles un, completely unannounced. That's not very nice. So I don't know. Like, what, What's so your take on, on the weather? What's your guys' <laughs> what's, take what's on the weather? What's my take on the like, weather? Like, do you guys think it brings more COVID or does it wash away the COVID? Well, I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm going to say whenever it's moist outside, it's very surprising. <laughs> When it's been hot for the week, I think about that all the time. Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, a little out there. Uh, damn it, I, I can't not do this segue. Speaking of moist, Leslie also jumps back in and says, "Awesome stash, Brooke." Uh-huh. Uh, that was my fault. That's a, that was yeah, my you're fault. You're getting, you're getting kicked off of here for that one. I don't know how the they're they're coming after us. I don't know how, but they're coming after so us. Bad. Um, so bad. Samuel Sanchez says. Hey guys, hi from Mexico. Keep it on. We have a Mexico fan. That's cool. I didn't. I, I don't um, know anybody that watches our show in Mexico. That's awesome. I I got a bike bell. That appreciate that you works. hanging out with us. Uh, Andre also says that mustache and then proceeds to <laughs> laugh. I'm not sure what what the laugh is about. Are you laughing at my mustache, sir? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that Who makes doesn't? Sense. Yeah, that makes hey, sense. Hey, uh, hey, Brooke. Hey. This is, this is an exciting day. Did is you it? know that? 
because Monday. guess who's here? Uh, is is Ricky it's Perez Bobby. sixteen nineteen on Twitch? <gasps> oh, he's back. Our Twitch our boy's back. President of Twitch. <laughs> president of Twitch. Good our to see you. President of Twitch. Out the us. president of Miami. <laughs> president of the Marlins. All the same thing. <laughs> And, and to make it weirder, I'm just going to call him David because it's, that's weird. And we also got Jose in the stream. Yes, Jose. that's Roach. But make sure you call him Jose. He loves that. Roach is drinking a blue moon with us on a Monday. So we appreciate you, you freaking lush. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm drinking uh, two Modelos in one Dunkin' Donuts cup to feel like uh, You're really America. happy with that thing, aren't you? Oh, dude, it's like you're at the stadium drinking out of one of their plastic cups. You could put two beers into it. It's just very satisfactory. I don't really know how to <laughs> describe it to you. I don't have much in life right now. Sports are gone. Let me have this, okay? Oh, fine. I like I mean, using you got two plastic you, cups, but that was just me. You, you got rid of the beard Whatever. thing, by the way. I did, yeah. I kind of cut it off. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm, awkwardly uh, cleaned up. The wife, the wife about... gave me an ultimatum. She said, "Cut <laughs> that off, street? or else." And I don't, I don't know what the other else is, but uh, <laughs> you, uh, I think you and the dog switch spots. I think that's that's how he that sleeps would go. on a really comfortable couch. So it's, I mean, that wouldn't be the worst. All right, couch sponsor, dog couch, dog mm -mm. couches, <laughs> dog couch. Dodgers Cheesehead is in the stream. Says hello, old friends, long time no see. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who Dodgers Cheesehead is. I don't know if that's a new user, but we do appreciate you coming hanging out with us. Does that mean they're from Wisconsin? Name. Could be. Could be. Could be. Or there's just a Packers so, fan. So, uh, yes, 100%. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Uh, this show brought to you by Gary's Hangover. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Love it. Hatfield uh, secured dogcouch.com for us, by the way. So um, Hell yeah. We got a new sponsor to hit at the uh, at the turn here <laughs> after the ninth hole. All right, Gary. Uh, this is, I guess, our time. And anybody who was who happened to be watching the Dodger Zoom party, the, the most recent one, episode four, A New Hope, uh, if you guys happen to be watching it, dig into them comments. We want to hear your takes. We want to get all of the, um, we'll say Cody Bellinger love. It's a little bit of Cody love because uh, he was having a, bad, a hard time with it, <laughs> with existing as per usual. But Being alive. Gary wasn't there. I uh, wasn't at all. Gary. Please tell me what was going yeah, on. Yeah, he was <sighs> Brooke, you want to start it out? Yeah, I mean, I could give you a couple quick highlights of it real quick. Uh, number one, they all hate Austin Barnes. Uh, number two, <laughs> Joe Coy does not care about language use in a Dodger Zoom call. Number three. Two, two B, two B, Alana Rizzo does. Oh, yeah, that's, that was the follow-up. Alana Rizzo definitely cares. Uh, and number four, Cody is, is absolutely the least intelligent person I've ever heard of in my life, and the whole team knows it, and it's kind of great kind of really enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh, it was pretty good we got roach saying how does cody not charge his phone before a work conference call <laughs> because <laughs> he's not the kind of he's not the kind of guy to plan ahead i don't think i don't think he thinks too much about that but jim over on facebook says everyone dumping on barnsey was awesome and it was i appreciated that i'm, I'm down for it year i think called him an angry little man which I mean yeah, is just yeah. that's a t-shirt I, I love uh I love Andre bullying him into telling his uh, a real story about why he became a catcher uh or why at ASU he was forced to be a catcher of course both of them are ASU alums not uh not at the same time Dodgers a uh, Dodger rebel asks what's in Austin Barnes uh, uh it's a type of angry fish <laughs> He's with, an angry boy. Without friends. <laughs> Tim echoes Jim's uh, sentiments. His Barnes getting bagged on was uh, was awesome. Oh, yeah. And, of course, David Rogers is right. They got beef. Yep. Uh, Mr. Rogers' son has beef with, uh, with Austin Barnes, but... <laughs> Leslie says, "Who doesn't hate Austin Barnes? Woody, I don't think I think Alex Wood is a fan. They're I mean, friends. They're buddies. Yeah, it's like it's like bro ribbing. I guess you know they're all like frat brothers in a way. <laughs> and uh, man, like." I think my uh, second week in a row, my biggest takeaway from it. Well, I, I had another one I put on the website or on on Twitter. I forgot what it was, but uh, my my biggest takeaway is um, 
Un- these guys desperately want Andre Ethier back in the locker room. Oh yeah. I, I, sometimes I forget like how important he was to the team as a whole, even when he wasn't playing. Like he absolutely yeah. is like a veteran leadership that they just love and appreciate. Like even you could see like Kershaw get giddy about Ethier. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, Andre's here. Andre, yeah. And it was like, oh, that's weird to see Kershaw get excited to see somebody. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, Andre definitely – Dre definitely has some swings left in him. Like, let's be real. Oh, he yeah. definitely has some swings in him. I'm surprised he just stopped. Like, he didn't pursue anything beyond – Analytics killed him. He got killed by a lot of things. Uh, yeah. But unfortunate timing was the biggest thing that killed him. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that freaking shin fracture that he had, like, derailed his entire career because it just wouldn't stop hurting him yeah he had the shin thing that didn't go away and then he was coming up at the end of his contract couldn't hit lefties at any point in his career and he didn't have ned coletti as a gm anymore so he wasn't gonna get a gig anywhere so he wasn't gonna get a three-year deal so rest in peace dre day yep so he's retired hanging out in arizona Katie would give a kidney to get Dre back in the Dodgers uniform. And that might be too much. I don't know what the going I don't, rate I is. I don't think he needs another kidney. kidney these days. I don't think he yeah, needs Yeah, he that. probably I, has He needs enough. a shin if you have one. I mean, kidneys, I think, are like 5000 on the black market right now. So I don't think we can afford it. I feel like that's not that much. I'm frightened why you know that. He thought about selling his kidney. <laughs> Just... I have like three kidney stones in my kidney right now, so I might as well get rid of this one. <laughs> Tim, Tim brings up a point that I had in the back of my head. Taxi squad for Ethier. It's Dodgers. They're not going to need all 30, 40, whatever, however many people are supposed to be on the active roster or the, or the taxi squad and all that. Like They could they could find a way to get Dre. They're about to bring it up. They're going to bring Andre Ethier, David Freeze, and Chase Utley out of retirement and bring them onto the taxi squad. Confirmed. <laughs> Brook it. Write it down. They're on the team. Yeah. You know, I was uh I was a little bit this was me being like like uh investigative journalist like poking just picking up on one of the the smallest little slivers of something and kind of running with it or letting it kind of build up in my mind but yeah uh, Justin Turner mentioned I forgot what it was on I think it was with Joe and Oral on on off air or if not it was live at Sunset Strip with Ross Stripling uh hopefully that boy sleeps again one day but he had mentioned uh, the question was it was it was with off air Joan Oral, it was who was like the best dressed Dodger or whatever, and they said Russell Martin. Uh, he said Russell Martin. He said, "Well, he's not on the roster right now," and I was like, "Oh, do they have a verbal agreement what? with R Mart to come back, Russell Nathan Coltrane Jensen Martin to come back to my Los Angeles Dodgers so I can creep him out at the next event?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're looking at it logically. Oh, wait, I'm going to find it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? Uh, uh, where's my... Dun, dun, dun? There's a lot a, of sounds uh, going on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, if you're looking at that's it logically... That's what happens... Hey, Brooke, that's what happens when he, he talks about Russell Martin. That's yeah, what happens just, in gets, real life. All these different gets, sounds coming around. Yeah. He gets very flustered and doesn't know what to say and doesn't know how to... Yeah, I, I guess he goes nuts. <laughs> but, all right. We, I, got, I got liquid courage right here, boys. There you wait, go. There. Sponsor. You got a face for the sponsor. Then you can talk to Russell Tim. Martin. Tim, by the way, he he penned a, a fine story for our DodgersNation.com about uh, you know please Dodgers for the love of God bring back Russell Martin and you know it makes it makes all the sense for it them does. to bring him back. It does. I mean, if you're looking at the number of games played, the roster expansion, it makes sense to have a third catcher. There is no third catcher in the organization right now that can fill that gap. Uh, I mean, unless you're talking Rocky Gale, which is honestly a very boring way Nobody's, to fill that gap. Oh, um, nobody's ever. Kiebert's not ready. It just makes uh, Ro- sense. Rocky Gale with Rocky Gale. His family doesn't even call him home for Christmas. Okay, Aww. Rocky Gale's not at all. Oh, Sorry, Rocky. Rocky's a, we he's love a you, nice man. Kid. You're probably Friend nice. Of, I don't know. Friend you look like show. a skinny Megan, David Freeze. <laughs> Megan says we all need Martin back in our lives. Jim says Russ for the pen. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Be- uh, the, there's your closer. Well, I would say by August, but by August is only going to be like a month into the season. <laughs> there you go. Um, all-star closer, Russell Martin, that's what's up right there. Yeah, Perez said I could be the third catcher, and, oh. and I, I've been known to be a catcher at points in my life. I don't know about catching Gratterall. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> it just shatters that was, my thumb. There was another one I liked. Uh, I liked them asking Barnsey, you know, how does he catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? He's like, that I don't kid. know. <laughs> I don't know. It just happens. Luck. It's, it's like safety. <laughs> to be fair, anyway. I don't know, I don't really know how you describe how you catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Like, 
you stick your I would just out. say magic. He's like, magic. well, I'm just that good. Yeah, right. Oh, I loved it. Uh, who the hell was it that, that said it? Uh, it was Andre. Andre said, uh, it's God-given. It's God-given, dog. <laughs> he, he, he dropped a, uh, a Domingo Ayala in there. So we'll have, uh, I think, hopefully we're going to have that full Dodger Zoom party on our YouTube channel probably tomorrow, which is today for you listening on the podcast side, a Wednesday. So check it out, youtube.com slash TV, and uh, it should be a good time. That was for everybody out there in the audience. I apologize uh, for my actions. <laughs> so I don't. Guys. We got to talk about the state of the base, state of the baseball. We got to talk about real things right now because today, the the governor, the not the governor, the, the, the how many like he's how many past? I think he's governor. Is he Gavin? Gavin not Lux Newsom, which is his official name. Newsom uh, oh. came out today and did his uh, weekly press conference thing, and uh, he pretty much gave L.A. hope for the baseball. Where he said, "I probably should have had his full quote open already." But in short, or in full, because I have it here now, uh, sports events could return in that first week or so of June without spectators and with modifications and very prescript, uh, prescriptive conditions. Got they have to be met first. We can also begin to move forward on a number of different sectors, and economy will open up again. Blah blah blah. Most importantly, or third most important, he also said, uh, like for example, getting a haircut might open up again, which I know, Brooke, you have to be thrilled at that idea, but. Yeah, Newsom, giving people good news for once. What is uh, your? What was your immediate takeaway after seeing that Brook Me Three? Uh, I remember the. There was like the whole question about whether or not baseball would be able to come back in California at all, after yeah. the fact that MLB was giving their proposal to the players' union and shooting for July Fourth, all that nonsense. Uh, we talked about it. And we're like, well, California basically said that the stay-at-home order is going to go through July. So how does that work with the Dodgers? And so after that, there was a quote that came out that said that the Dodgers had worked it out with 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 uh, Newsom and that there's a chance that they'd get a pass on it and that they'd mm-hmm. be able to play regardless as long as there was no fans. So when I saw this official report like come directly from him that said, hey, well, you can have sports in California. I mean, I, if you just think about like two or three weeks ago, he had said something v- that like almost completely shut down the thought of having sports in California at all. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. I don't see NFL having like football and it was like, Oh, so we're not having sports in California. And now all of a sudden we are. And that speaks to a lot of the, the conditions of the health standards across the the state and across the country. And I don't know any of those numbers because I'm not that guy, but it sounds like to me, things are getting a little bit better. And if Mm -hmm. he's allowing this to happen, that means things are starting to flatten out and get better. So it's, if anything, encouraging. I think you and I both yeah. know, know the financial standpoint of baseball and the players' organization and the uphill battle that that faces still. But, I mean, this yeah. is just one of those boxes to check off to get to the next step, and it's a big one. It is It is a big one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more into the money side of it because that's ultimately going to be the biggest hang-up uh, for baseball returning yeah, besides health, besides state laws and all these other things, it's going to come down to the money, and that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, with that, well, I guess let's get into those next holdup. Again, we have the the road to baseball essentially paved eh, in California. What are those next set of holdups? It's the health stuff. So uh, I, I called this a particular section here, health in the time of Rona. Uh, early last week, like, like we had uh, mentioned last week, I believe it was, uh, we found out more about it later on after we recorded the show. But uh, MLB owners and players came to an agreement about one huge part about playing in, in 2020, and that was staying healthy through a pandemic, staying healthy through the COVID. Uh, the COVID, and, and Gary, you have a uh, you have a graphic to throw up there. You know, there's a bunch of different restrictions mm-hmm. uh, for players and for on-field personnel. So. I mean, even this, the dumbest, you know, little things like exchanging the lineup at home plate. That's that's one of them. Uh, we, we see him here on the screen. You know, there's going to be a new ball that's put in play anytime it's touched by anybody besides the, the pitcher and the catcher. Yeah. Uh, fielders are encouraged to step away from the base runners when the ball is hit out of play. The big one, and I, I enjoyed this in the, uh, the Zoom call, you know, talking about the, the fact that players can't 
use uh, you know chewing tobacco. They can't spit. There's no sunflower seeds. Where I draw the line at sunflower seeds, but the spitting and the touching and and you know the the licking and the hugging and squeezing and loving every day and all that kind of stuff. Yep. That's going to be. I think the biggest problem, uh, understandably, people got to wash their hands between innings, half innings, you know, whenever they can get to the dugout, uh, handling any of their equipment. Hey, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and showering will apparently be discouraged at team facilities. But uh, uh, along with that or in addition to that, you know, they, they say there's going to be testing multiple times a week. Uh, Gary, you can go ahead and close that one now. Uh, there's going to be testing multiple times a week for players. Uh, I guess they're what they're using a facility in Utah or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the facilities that Major League Baseball helped convert to a testing facility when they agreed mm-hmm. to that uh, massive study. You know where they were like everybody's going to take part in the, sampling the, uh, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, with with that too, didn't isn't part of it because obviously there's the the public perception of oh how come all of these big leaguers how come you know athletes can get a test but i can't because for the greater part it seems like if you want a test you can kind of get a test i'm sure anybody in california can get a test that's already been stated last week so if you want a test yeah we don't know if that's everywhere across the country yet but we know in california and that's what we care about (laughs) well it's because our governor is california that's why yeah he said governor too i'm drinking that right now Yeah, Yeah, so I know the public perception for Major League Baseball that they were worried about, and understandably so, was that people were going to look at it and say, like, why are they given any sort of priority? I mean, baseball put the money towards it. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Baseball put the money towards towards their own tests, and they said they'll also, you know, test other people out of it. It's not their fault that your government sucks. You know what? You know what? Uh, Cheers to that. uh, uh, Yeah, I would say fail on government and... Cheers for a fine point. Uh, I guess well, I gotta give like you a couple every, points. Every business, every company right now, they know that it's part of uh, their job now to provide a safe environment for their employees. Just like you know, if any company that you're working at, you know, you uh, any company that has proper health insurance, they're required to tell you have a ergonomics expert come by your desk and help you set up everything so that they're not liable for putting you in a bad spot. So, yeah, um, Gary, Gary. <laughs> That person has not showed up to my house. I wouldn't file a grievance with you. Uh, you built your own desk. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> built uh, my desk. W- yeah. I mean, you hear like uh, Twitter. They actually made it permanent now that all their employees are going to work remote. You know, so a lot of these companies know that the costs are going to be significant to help protect, protect their employees. Uh, and protecting employees means testing, knowing which employees are going to be sick, whatever it is. You know, their insurance companies are going to dictate it. The insurance companies are going to dictate it. Because after right. all this is done, we're going to figure out how much does it cost to treat coronavirus. And then from there, that's how much everybody's premiums are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Certainly. It's a lot to consider in terms of the medical side of things across the country because that's going to go on for quite a while. Um, but in regards to Major League Baseball, Clint, I wanted to yep. – I kind of just wanted to ask you about these rules real quick before we moved on. I mean, even these like simple things, like from a pitcher's perspective, like you know this as well as I do, if you have to sanitize your hands between innings, mm-hmm. that's not good for your grip on a baseball. And so, aside from that, uh, there's also the fact that who's rubbing up the ball with clay before games, or are you still rubbing up those balls? I, I did see stuff on that. Uh, I think – I think Barstool or somebody did a study about uh, Barstool doing a study. So you could really take that one it's to the dark bank. Times. But <laughs> well, we're looking at Barstool and Trevor Bauer for uh, entertainment online. But the uh, they the study found, and I you know I, I wouldn't quote me on it exactly, but the study found that uh, you know hand sanitizer or whatever didn't affect the player's grip. Of course. Oh, you know, I do have I mean, I every half have, inning. I do have an example from that. My friend was a is a baker, and then he has his own shop in downtown, a cafe Dolce. So he used hand sanitizers multiple times a day before all this, right, just to keep his hands clean. Yeah. And if you ever felt his hands afterwards, the hand sanitizer is full of alcohol, dehydrates your hands. Right. Yeah. After, if you feel it out, his hands feel like leather. They actually they would give him mm-hmm. super grip on a baseball. Oh, if you think about it. So I, I'm just saying, like, maybe, but that's after like years of using it. But well, I mean, yeah, it really you know? depends. though. you you don't want like 
Like you want nice, firm, supple leather, like in a new car, not worn, broken, ten-year-old Acura TL leather. Yeah, that was his hand. That's all cracked. His hands felt like sandpaper at a certain. When you shake his hands, it's just you're like, oh, at least they're clean, you know. But it's just sandpaper hands. So that's the downside of hand uh, hand sanitizer. They're gonna have to wash their hands and you know with soap, lotion up or whatever. Yeah. You know, also with the hand sanitizer, though, like you got to figure a lot of these pitchers, you know, the unwritten rule of going to the rosin, whatever, having uh, bits and pieces of things to uh, help sticky up their hands a little bit. I can't imagine rosin working all that well with, uh, or, or pine tar working all that well with hand sanitizer. No, it definitely changes <laughs> pine tar. It definitely changes <laughs> things up. Uh, it's it's going to be a weird game, and I'm sure they're going to have to dictate what kind of hand sanitizer you're allowed to use and what per- certain percentage of alcohol it's allowed to have in it versus, I don't know, moisturizer or lotion or whatever it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of things that go into this that we haven't thought about. But I thought one really interesting tidbit from that little description that came from The Athletic, and that was the report that was released, was that fighting is banned, which fighting was already banned. Awful. <laughs> Like they weren't. I don't know if it, it was beforehand. ever like. Was it ever sanctioned? <laughs> no, was I it mean, as a law? They weren't ever like. Yeah, you could fight, but you probably shouldn't. But it was. It, they had to make sure, like, hey guys, you really can't fight now. Like you really can't. And I, I, I thought that was like that made me laugh when I saw that the little note. I was like, yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to fight. I got that. Pulling, uh, pulling a barstool twofer here. Uh, the starting nine guy, that guy, uh, Jared, whoever. Carabas, whatever that ain't. Yeah, that angry little boy. He yeah. was talking to uh, the Bruce Hoffer, you know, Philly's outfielder, Bruce Hoffer, <laughs> former future Dodger. And, and Harper, uh, I'm aware I said Bruce Hoffer. That's what I do around here, guys. If you're wow. new to the show, hey, cheers. You really got to um, tune in. <laughs> you really got to listen to the whole show. Yeah, exactly. But he was asking about that. Funny enough, uh, Carabas asked Harper about, you know, the uh, the helmet incident with Hunter Strickland and all that. And, and the conversation went to why not just have it like hockey where it's like, all right, you guys want to fight? F it. Just go for it. Yeah. Just You guys get like this that. long as soon as somebody hits the ground. Just let it, I mean, these dudes want to fight. There's no reason for all these people, uh, you know, for the dugouts to empty out. And you can't do that these days. You know, Puig, there's a good reason Puig isn't, uh, doesn't have a job right now because he knows he can't fight the damn uh, the pirates next the season. The entire pirates. <laughs> the entire pirates along with a Garrett, at least on the side. Um, yeah, so I, I'm on board with that. Just let two people fight and then and then quarantine them. <laughs> Boom, yeah, there I it mean, is. Th- I there's a, there's a reason why <laughs> NHL survived this long. People mm-hmm. people don't really watch hockey for hockey as much anymore as they used to. The people yeah, want fights. You were, just, you were just talking about before we went live how you uh, you enjoyed the, the fight this weekend. Yeah. Because, one, yeah. it was the only sports you had, but also you know, it's, it's entertaining stuff. Yeah. I mean, UFC has definitely gone downhill in the last five years. Um, they, used, they used to be really great, and now they're eh, not too great. Uh, but the fact but that there was no other. We still pay for it. Yeah. The fact that there's no <laughs> other sports on this weekend and then UFC was on was like, pff, heck yeah, I'm watching every single fight. And I did. I watched the undercard. I watched the main card. I watched every single second of it. And it was it was very entertaining. And if you guys watched, I'd like mm-hmm. to hear your opinions below because there was obviously no fans. And that's something that we're going to have to get used to with baseball. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's maybe different with baseball, but in a good way. Like, it's really different in UFC when there's people supposed to be ringside, like, all around yeah. you. And, and you know, they're announcing you, and the guys are, like, bumping their fist, and there's no fans there. But uh, I'd like to know if you guys watched it. Let me know what you thought of it below, because you got to get used to no fans, guys. A couple comments here. Katie says, I'm going to miss players yelling at umpires' faces, though. I think JT actually did bring that up, or he addressed that with uh, probably Jonah. I don't know, like... We we keep talking about this. I don't know if we've mentioned it on air or not, but it's so it's so weird. It's so funny how these players are just kind of going in a rotation, uh, like who's going to go interview with what podcast or what show or be on the Zoom call this week. And then you see him on also on Sportsnet, and you see him here, and you and then you just get this market saturation, and you can't go get them and whatever. And that's why we haven't bothered to get any freaking players on here of late. But um, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that. No, well, if we oh, are, yeah, we're going to have a different take on it. Oh yeah, we got we got some things in the works, guys. Uh, keep it tuned here. But keep it uh, tuned. 
<laughs> Keep it tuned. That's what people say, right? Press a like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> mash that heart button, fam squad. <laughs> I was going somewhere. Oh, yeah, like JT talking about it, you know, how he, he's fully aware that he's been guilty of, of you know, the you know, yelling at umpires and all that. Uh, I mean, it was more along the lines of, of the conversation about, you know, the robot umpires and all that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think you, uh, you wrote up something about that, Brooke. But, um, you know, still, JT is aware of the rules and... And all that kind of yeah. stuff. Whatever. The one question I do have is, you know, for the players like JT who wear, like, gloves and all the padding Beards. and all. Mainly it's the gloves, right? Um, you know, that's going to that's gonna get infected. Like, are they going to have to wear new gloves every time they go out on the field? That means they have to have, like, how many sets? Right? Hey, Siri. That's a big one. Hey, Siri, yeah. how, much, how much COVID can a beard hold? Yeah, <laughs> JT's going to have to shave every Dep- time. It depends on how moist it is. Moist. Oh, it it's our word of the day. Moist. <laughs> so many yeah, people there, are going to hate this. There, there are definitely a lot of things to consider that uh, along with those rules, those who test positive will be quarantined until they test negative twice, which certainly changes up the pace of a season. Like, I mean, imagine if, yeah. I mean, I can't think of a team, right? I mean, who's like a team that's on the fringe but okay the angels how about the angels they're on the fringe but if they don't have their star player then they're, they're not on the fringe they suck mm-hmm. if the angels mike trout tests positive in the middle of a playoff run he's out for two weeks i mean at least he's going to be gone for at least two weeks before yeah. he tests negative twice and they're going to be without him for for at least 14 games and so when you think about that that definitely changes the course of a season because you got to be really careful with some of your more important guys i mean the whole team but really those more important guys like you you Mm -hmm. talk about like shohei otani or mark mike trout getting getting infected like that ruins your whole season you might as well just throw in the towel at that point Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to go into this season whenever it actually happens. And it sounds like it's actually happening. Um, and as another part of that, those who have been in contact with a positive test will also have to be instantly tested as well. So the good news is people are being tested. It's part of the process. You're going to see a lot of these players really upset, I think, because the testing is not fun from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend take it the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me." And then he's like, "And I've had a prostate exam." So, <laughs> Oof. And I was like, "Oh, oh boy." <laughs> uh, Tina G man called us a finger prick. No, uh, I heard they can test you via a finger prick. I haven't seen that oh. one. I well, don't. That's I don't a lot know less painful there yet. Not yet. Yeah, instead of shoving the Q-tip to your brain and scraping it or whatever the hell they do. No, there's a lot of Not there's now. a lot of tests. It's just that Not the problem now. is how accurate they are. That's all yeah, that, all well, the is. problem is that yeah. uh, myself and Clint are not, uh, what's that word, educated. So <laughs> all we know is that they shove a Q-tip up your nose, and that's one of the testing yeah. methods. Straight through your nose. Just like right up there. Right Ooh. into your brain. Yeah, so I'm going to be home now for the rest of my life. I don't want that. Uh, Hatfield says he enjoys prostate exams. <laughs> Just going to take that completely out of context. <laughs> <laughs> We're very proud of you. <laughs> Brooke me three for that one. Got you. So the, again, let's uh, let's kind of move on to the other part of of the biggest holdup for baseball. It's not going to be the health. Funny enough, it's not the pandemic that's the holdup for baseball in 2020. No, it's the teams, it's the owners, and it's the players. And it comes down to money, money, money. Who do you trust? So yeah, this is where you cue up Pink Floyd, but. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I always go with uh, Joker, uh, Batman, 89, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's yeah, a great that's scene. It's a yeah. great scene. But to uh, to give the full circle here, to paint the full picture, I wrote it out so it's easier for me to, to kind of get through. You know, in late March, as a lot of people know, many of you, especially you, that guy right there. Huh? Uh, not you, the other guy. Oh. MLB, the owners, and the players all came to an agreement that paid them through the end of May. I forgot what the money was, what the number was, but whatever. That was less important. And it also, you know, that promised them like a percentage of the season's salary. But there was fine print in that agreement that everybody signed. And that fine print was if fans aren't allowed to get into the stadium, then maybe we got to revisit this contract. Well, it seems like the players aren't quite ready to honor that fine print, understandably. But the owners and MLB, I even think in this, are really trying to uh, trying to stand behind what was agreed upon. 
in a way, or the other way around. They're trying to, yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. The other way around. English players want to say yeah. no, we didn't agree to that, and the other way around is we want to get more money or we want to balance it out because the way it's looking right now, how much was it like? Almost six hundred and fifty grand per ba- per game yeah. that so, baseball but, would be losing. Baseball said average, that on average they'd be losing six hundred and forty thousand dollars per each game played in empty ballparks. So from the ownership side of things, I'm it, it's really shocking to me because I think we all kind of thought it was a little bit backwards where the owners would be fighting for more games. Yeah. Um, but when when you're looking at it, their argument is like, hey, based on the number of losses, the things that we have, the financial losses, the local TV deals, all these things, the gate revenue that we usually have, the food revenue that we usually get per game, all these things that Makes go into it, everything that goes into it, they're like, we're actually losing money when we're playing games because we also mm-hmm. have to pay the players. So if we have to pay them that prorated salary, we're losing a ton of money because they're saying, yep. hey, we're losing $640,000 a game. And that's a lot. You know and- what's uh, you know what's funny to me is when I read that, I read, oh, they made $640,000 a game for yeah. the last billion years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's definitely your money. That's your fault. It's, it's know, definitely when I, you're looking at it, you're like, ah, people are going to yeah. read into that a different way, guys. I'd be careful There's, about how you say that. I know. Absolutely two sides to this argument, and uh, both of them kind of are wrong in a way. Right. Well, yeah, well, they made that money, no doubt. But you know, either way, like the players shouldn't be the one to put themselves at risk financially right. in this particular situation. But baseball or teams – are lined up to lose they lose more money playing games than they would not playing those 82 games that are reportedly on on the docket which is weird i mean i get it that's the way it is right now that's the way it's lined up they'd lose an extra you know chump change billion dollars if they played 82 games and paid the players the originally agreed upon salary number which is just mind-boggling the way that that can't work itself out you know properly I th- but i thought the the my biggest takeaway from this whole thing was that the players union asked the league to be able to prove that figure and they were like hey mm-hmm. like okay we understand that there's a reason why you're asking for this prorated cut again but we need you to prove financially why you need that cut if you don't need it then we're not giving it to you yeah, and so they want to see they, the emails or something. Well, yeah, right? when they're like, "Hey, just prove to us that you have it," and then the Major League Baseball came back and said, "You need to be more specific. You need to be specific about which timeline you want, what finances you need, what revenue you're looking at." And they're like, "You just told us you lose six hundred forty thousand dollars per game. Prove us to prove that to us." And they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. you need to be more specific with it." And they're like, "What the hell's wrong with you guys?" So for me, this is like looking at the the CBA expiring in tw- at the end of 2023. Like this is something that you and I have been dreading for years, and all of a sudden it's happening in 2020, and we're like, yeah. "Holy crap!" Like this is going to be really bad if they can't figure this. I, I forget who said it. I think it was Kershaw the other day that had said it, where he's like, "If medically we are able to play, and the two sides can't figure it out, still that's a big problem." And that's a really that's a bad look. Problem. That's a really bad look for both sides. It's going to be more of a bad look for the players, though. The the owners are so savvy at putting out the press releases. Yeah. Look how bad they made the players look right now. They knew that there's going to be a player like Blake Snell who mouths mm-hmm. off during a stupid Twitch Twitch stream. <laughs> right. And was asked the wrong question at the wrong time and in the wrong context. And then everybody grabbed that and then made the players look horrible. Yeah. I believe, like, you know, the players have a good, like, Snell... I thought, you know, voiced it pretty well. He articulated his points pretty well. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to get paid $50,000 to play baseball. You know, like, that's how he's saying right. it. And it's like, that's yeah. all everybody heard. And, and then you have doctors, nurses going, man, I'm going every day risking my life for that stuff. Then right. that just gets mixed up. So the owners know. I mean, they've been around this too long to not know how to play this media game. And they put it out there. And they've been mm-hmm. ahead of it every time. No player and no member from the Players Association has been actively trying to get baseball back. That's their problem. They're, they don't have somebody there to try and figure things out with them. So right yeah. now, o- only the owners are controlling the, well, the you, narrative right now. Yeah, you got that. And then you have, uh, you know, on the other side, I would say the only thing for the players has sort of been like maybe Scott Boris, <laughs> it, you know, inside of uh, inside of John Heyman's pocket or whatever it may right. be. <laughs> 
Like, well, yeah. That's about the only time you hear from the players unless they get asked the same stupid questions over and over again on Which on do. every uh, on every medium they they go visit. But ultimately. We've hit a point where something has to give. One side needs a cave, mm-hmm. and it really needs to be the owners a little bit more. I mean, players, the money's gotten just dumb in professional sports. We, I think everybody in the, in the goddamn world can agree to that. Shout out Joe Coy. They can, they can agree to that. But somebody needs to take a little bit of concession here. And, you know, at, at some point in time, whatever side takes it, you know, MLB, or I should say the owners – are still going to hike up the prices everywhere they can to make up for it, whether or not they stick with the original the agreement now, or they find an agreement that works better for for them or the players or whatever the hell it may be. We're we're all going to end up paying for it. Uh, the bottom line for tickets, for concessions, and all that kind of stuff, and it sucks. It, it just really sucks. But uh, you know, you're talking about Snell. You're talking about Kershaw. Snell. Uh, I would not want. You know, no, I don't know the guy. Uh, the only thing I know about Blake Snell is he's he's nasty, and he's got uh, a American League Cy Young award under his belt. But just the perception of that dude is not the guy I want representing my league or the yeah. players in any sort of way. He he just, I mean, uh, we we grow up in different areas, different hoods. I grew up in the hood here on the borderline of Whittier and Pico. I got I got. <laughs> you know, I got hoes in different area codes. I got friends that all talk different. And, and you know, and I, I say dumb crap or all the time, too. But there's just a way, there's a cadence, there's a way you carry yourself when you're talking about something as big as that is. And that was probably, like you said, Gary, you know, just in passing, talking shit in a Twitch stream might not have been the best no. look for you I, and your your uh, your peers. I The thing I didn't like about that was that Clayton Kershaw was like very heavily misquoted when he was talking about Blake Snell. And that drove me, that drove me up a wall, man. And yeah. uh, unfortunately... I mean, he was misquoted by some people that we kind of partner with on something, so I don't want to get mm-hmm. too specific with it. But basically, they were like, it was like Clayton Kershaw agrees with Blake Snell, and it's like that's not the case at all. Clayton Kershaw was like, I understand where he's coming from, I understand yes. what he means. There's a better time to do that. There are representatives who do that for us. There's, you know, I, I understand what he means, but ultimately, like the two sides need to come together and make an agreement. He didn't say like, hey, this is on the owners, which is what Blake Snell said. Hey, this is on the yep. owners. Clayton Kershaw was like, hey, I understand what he means. The two sides need to come together and figure this out, though. Mm-hmm. And I I posed a tweet on, on Twitter, obviously, the other day. It said, who do you trust? Do you trust the millionaires or the billionaires? And it's a common yeah. misconception is that everybody who plays is a millionaire. They're not all millionaires. It's, I mean, we, we specifically, like us three, have talked about guys that when we're considering the pay cuts being taken, you don't think about – like, I don't want to think about the Kershaws. I don't want to think about the Harpers. I don't want to think about the Garrett Coles of the world. I want to think about the Matt Beatty's of the world. I yes. want to think about the Chris Taylor's of the world. I want to think about these guys who aren't making in comparison. I mean, Taylor, I guess, got a pretty big bump. But in comparison, mm-hmm. aren't making a ton of money. So when you start considering all these cuts, Gary, I think you landed on a figure that, like, Matt Beatty might be yeah, making it was about kind of shocking. He might be making about a hundred thousand dollars this year after all the cuts. Pre-tax. And that's pre-tax. Pre-tax. Yeah. So yeah. And they I just mean, a lot a of you a lot of <laughs> you might make more than Matt Beatty this year if this all goes through. Like there's there's so many things to consider. And when you're looking at the lives of these players, yeah, they make a lot of money. Yeah. Some of them make like thirty something million dollars. Yeah, that's a ton yeah. of money. But on the flip side of that, they have something that you do not. They can play baseball. They can do Talent. it at a professional level. And you want to watch them <laughs> yeah. play that sport. They have that to offer to you. You do not have that to offer to them. So to say that I really find it hard to say that players should accept anything less than what they're worth. Gary, you know as well as I do, if you do a job very well, you get paid for it. And you don't accept yeah. anything less than what you think you should be paid for it. And, yeah. and it's so the for dark night quote, you never do anything for free. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like if you're good I, at something, you never mm-hmm. do it for, for the love of the. They're like, yeah, they should do it because they love the game. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they love the game, but they still have bills to pay. They still have a future to plan for. This only lasts so long. They're not playing till yeah. you're 65. You're not getting that payday yeah. till you're 65. You're if you're lucky, you play until you're 35. If you're lucky, yeah. most guys aren't that lucky. So to say that they should just write off this year and forget about it and just take a giant pay cut and just let the owner walk away smiling and happy and holding hands that's irresponsible i think it's incredibly irresponsible to think like that mm-hmm. i agree they make a ton of money and in, in 
comparison to teachers and people that I think should be paid a lot more. And Gary, I yeah. think, you know, teachers should be paid a lot more after you've spent a all this time more. at home with your kids. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. definitely throw that one out there. Um, yeah. Comparatively, obviously a lot more, but I, I mean, if I'm going to side with the millionaires or the billionaires, I'm going to yeah. side with the millionaires. Yeah. It's you know, basically Tim. supply and demand. I mean, that's the thing that dictates uh, salaries in this capitalist society. If there's more people willing to take your job for that amount, yo, sorry, you know, but yeah. baseball, you qualify to get paid that amount. So I get some people like definitely teachers, nurses, doc- uh, teachers and nurses for sure are some of the most underpaid people in the freaking world for what yep. they do, yep. you know? And it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, hopefully society one day figures out how to compensate them. Maybe tax breaks, maybe free education, maybe all this kind of stuff, stuff that governments can do. But baseball still, there's only a finite number of people that can actually do mm-hmm. this job because there's only a finite number of people open slots for this job. So are well, they going mean, to... Brooke and I can do it. We just yeah. can't do it well, as well. Well, see, the thing with Blake is <laughs> nope. this. Blake Snell can just straight, straight up say, I'm not going to play for that money. The owners can say, okay, someone in the minors would. Yep, and then Snell's gone. Yeah, you know? now, so that's the but, thing that but then they're, now the players are going to back Snell up because you can't do that. Oh, you have and to then, as a union for sure. Yeah, they yep. they can't. And then you know Tim Rogers. I'm going to back to back Tim Rogers' comments here. Tim says the MLB Players Association is leaderless. Tony Clark and company messed up badly with the last CBA, yep. which the most points we've ever awarded here on the show. And then uh, a second tweet, he says, future of the game may be at stake where they might not ever play again. And that's the biggest thing that we're at right now is that if they do something stupid where they can find the way, and we already said it here, they could find a way to play the game, you know, responsibly, they could be healthy. They could test. They could be smart about it. They could, you know, socially distance uh, 82 games plus playoffs. And they don't because they can't work together on a, a financial number. Then, then what? What's the point of this? Like we don't we don't deserve baseball, or they don't deserve us as fans, I should say, because they're all just greedy pricks. It, it would be incredibly all irresponsible of, of both sides to not be able to come to agreement one way or another. It, but who I takes mean, the concession? I, I mean, realistically, like when you're looking at it, let's say the season was called off because we couldn't come to an agreement. It would have people would put it on the players. That's what it would come down to. They would say you didn't yep. take a pay cut. You didn't give in to what they needed to make the thing, make the league happen. This is on you. And it would ultimately fall on them. And that's that unfortunate. Sucks. That's unfortunate yeah. because realistically, when you're looking at it, the the owners could very easily make this season happen and take a loss yeah. and hopefully recoup it over the next five years. They could, and they probably will. But I mean, when you're looking at it, these guys are really taking hits. And I, I again, I look at those lower level guys who are really not going to be making out really well this year, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like even without the extra added cut, they're probably not making out too well this year. So it's going to be. You know, as Tim said, you make you either make less money or you make no money because you're either going to make less money for playing a season or no money when there's no season. So, I mean, there's yeah. two sides of it, and hope I'm really hopeful that they can come to an agreement as soon as this week, and they can figure it out, and tensions will ease, and the ownership will think about the long term. Tim pointed out the CBA ends after 2021. You got to be thinking long term here. You got to be playing the long game because if you're going to piss them off, if you're going to piss the players off right before the season, before the CBA expires, I mean, you're talking about not having a 2020 season. You might not have a 2022 season, 2023 season. It's going to get real complicated. I mean, it was already going to be complicated heading into 2022 and 2023 because that CBA expired at the end of next season. But it's again, it's it's a really precarious spot, and there's uh, so many avenues that lead them down the wrong path of doing something really stupid that destroys the game, destroys the credibility, and destroys everything that they've really worked for over the past what 25 years or so since the last strike. I mean, they went through so many years. I think there was like eight uh, eight work stoppages between 70 some odd and 94, and we've gone this long without a work stoppage, except for. 9-11 and now a, a major global pandemic here you can't let money <laughs> be worse than covid uh, that's i guess I that's know. quotable that's, that's good enough it's, it's quotable. quotable run it i'll wait <laughs> um there was one part i mean we're at a point right now where and we're gonna get to uh 
Dodger Stadium stuff in a second. We want to be happy. We want to. We'll end on a happy note for the first time. We'll end on a happier note. And, yeah, as news, as and if news develops this week, we will come back on live. It will be another podcast uh, this week. But what's really troubling to me, and I I, I feel strongly that that's a, a quality word to use here, Brooke, I know you saw Mark Deshera's stupid comments, and I know you saw uh, I want to be a human so bad Alex Rodriguez and his dumb comments <laughs> where you know Alex Wood <laughs> hit the nail on the head talking about Deshera's comments being just so stupid. Deshera, keep in mind, the dude made a crap ton of money over his career and is no longer playing baseball, so he doesn't have to face this actual situation that he's in. He said he would rather make pennies on the dollar and give hope to people. 100,000% bullshit. If I had a bullshit button on here, I would click it so many times and so hard. You are a dirty phony, and apparently it runs in the Yankees family, even though we already knew A-Rod's pretty much a phony. But uh, Alex Rodriguez continues to prove, like I said, he just doesn't understand how flesh humans work. Uh, he tried to be inspirational by completely avoiding looking at the camera in some awkward way, but he fell flat right on his stupid face. Um, you know, he's talking about, like, like you, you need this. The players need this. Uh, everybody needs to come together. And again, it's the same sort of thing where uh, you're, you're doing this for for the people. You're doing this for America, for the community. Now you're 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 trying too hard here, Chief. You don't care. Uh, I like Dallas Braden. Man, this is a three for for anybody related to all the uh, bar stools, boys. <laughs> all man. the bar stool, right? Hey, those dudes. Did you guys see that? Like, there's some. Uh, ladies podcast and these ladies make like 75 grand a year plus 2500 an episode we got to get renegotiated here anyway dallas braden i know crushing it dallas braden says take it from me i've all oh this is i think this is supposed to be him you know air quoting like he's being a rod here take it from me i have always had the players union mlb's best interest in mind if it seems like i'm pulling up the ladder behind me looking down at you asking you to take one for the team well that's that's kind of what it is sorry and um (laughs) I mean, A-Rod, I just, A-Rod made what? Like over over five? He made like half a billion. He made million like dollars. half a billion dollars throughout the course yeah. of his career. Not to mention the fact that he cheated for a large majority of that said yeah. career. And now he's with J-Lo. It's like, dude, you don't get to talk about that. You don't get any no. say in this at all. Like, if you're still playing, sure, say something. This, get the hell this out is of here his lane. This, this is his lane, but stay in your lane. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He has no business saying anything about that. I just really wanted to leave this stuff in because, I, damn, do I hate Alex Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. I just, think A-Rod's scum just, of the universe, and I think he's the worst baseball player that ever touched the planet. But um, <laughs> beside from that uh, opinion I have about him, I will say completely uh, aside from it, I think it's just a really bad take. And I think it's a I really think take. that if you are not playing baseball – that you shouldn't really be able to have much of a say in it. Like I, mm-hmm. I was listening to the uh, the Pat McAfee show. Uh, shout out to Pat McAfee. He's kind of associated with Barstool too. So there's another one. Uh, four for four. He he was talking about Blake Snell. And first of all, he's like, first of all, I don't know what the hell a Blake Snell is. Is that guy important? And someone's <laughs> like, well, he used to be. And so he's like, he's like, Major League Baseball has just got the worst dudes representing them. Like they just have the worst guys. Yeah. He's like. He's like, I understand what Blake Snell's saying. Like, I understand that he wants his money and he should get his cheese. He's like, but man, they got the worst guys that are the loudest really ones. <laughs> J- and, and, JT needs to represent the league. Oh, dude. I mean, if you talk about a guy that you'd want to represent your team, first of all, great representative for the Dodgers. The well-spoken, knows what to say and when to not say things. And I mean, it's just probably one of the most well-spoken guys that you could ever imagine so if you put that dude as the face of major league baseball i feel like major league baseball would be in a much better place plus he's just yeah freaking likable i don't know what else he's to say. a very likable dude yeah. very likable and a beard dude. he's got a beard <laughs> he's got a beard trust yeah. people with beards ricky bobby trujillo says which dumb comment a rod has so many a few points shout out to a rod bobby <laughs> santiago says uh, i was starting to be okay with alex rodriguez now back to not liking him yeah he More he definitely points. had a, like an evolution after his career where he became a decent human being and now i just nah yeah you suck dude because of j-lo <laughs> mario mario says i gotta prep my microphone here because i gotta do it in the, in the vein of tommy mario says uh, he's taking lasorda's advice and stay safe stay inside i just want to know who went near lasorda that's all i need to know <laughs> Wear your mask. Okay, Tommy, you like, can leave you Tommy can shut alone, it down, buddy. guys. Leave Tommy alone. He's got to stay Sorry at home. I... 
Sorry for any headphones listeners there, but it's Tommy. You know, he he really only gets wound up for like two things these days, and it's whenever AM five seventy comes and asks him to do something. So shout out AM five seventy, the LA Sports something whatever I forgot what they're called, but uh, they're nice kids, friends of the show. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Tina says life's too short to hate anyone. I agree 99.9% of the time, except for the Astros and Alex Rodriguez. But (laughs) moving on. We said we are going to do something ever so slightly happy, ever so slightly fun. And, uh, well, our friend, uh, YouTuber John K, with a K, he came out with another one of his drone videos. And I got to say, it's just, it's a chef's kiss. So Brooke and I are here. We're going to watch this video here. And Gary, feel free to, to uh, go, you know, go along with us. But there's more of the renovation view of what's going on at Dodger Stadium, the, the plaza. And, you know, it just – it looks it looks great. But what was your first takeaway from uh, from looking at these uh, this visuals, Brooke? Um, sadness. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I want to be there. So it's, it's about as close to being done as you could yeah. have imagined at this point. And so when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, man, it, it looks great. Like, it, it's uh, it's awesome. Like, the grass is in. The outfield walls is up. The home run seats are ready. Yep. And then you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to get to be there this year. And it made me really, really sad. Because, like, I'm not going to be able to see it till 2021. And that's just a hope. That's not even a guarantee at yeah. this point. So, exactly. um, number one. Very excited. I think it looks awesome. I love the new uh, mm-hmm. setup with center field being like the main entrance look. And it's. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a great job with it. They've obviously had a lot of time to think about it and do what they want with it um, because they didn't have to be ready by opening day. And I'm excited. You know, I think when we get to go finally go back, it's going to be a really great experience. And I think it's going to be awesome. But it's just... Uh, it, it just made me so sad when I was looking at it and I was like, I can't be there. I'm not going to be able to go in the bullpen bar and drunkenly uh, yell at the opposing pitcher, <laughs> even though they can't hear me yeah, and like pound on the glass and get thrown out yeah. of the stadium. And it made me sad that I'm not going to be able to do that, but I'm trying to be happy about it and I'm trying to enjoy great. the positive side. It does look awesome. It looks like yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait to be back guys. I can't yeah. wait. So it, I, it looks up like an addition more so than a renovation. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. They didn't change anything crazy. It, it, it's, they did it's, a great job. It was with the that. final piece. It was the final piece that Dodger Stadium needed because I, I've talked crap about that area behind Dodger Stadium for the behind the behind the pavilions for the longest time. It's like you have all this beauty, you have all these great sights, and if you want to, you know, especially after the what 2014 renovation with the bars and the and the other eateries back there behind the pavilion. If you want to get to any of those, you have to walk through this ugly ass asphalt yeah. where, you know, you have the smoker's den of, of weirdos doing yep. whatever. And, and it was just and, and there's a, a chain link fence <laughs> like this isn't a construction site. This chain link fence has been here for decades. It, mm-hmm. it looked terrible. And now you have like we saw in the video, you have the Jackie Robinson statues out there. Last we heard. When uh, when the what we were at when we were at the stadium at the beginning of uh, March, I think it was, we heard the, the the Kofax statue was supposed to drop there in the Centerfield uh, Plaza in June. So we don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. I I really also like. Well, you can't put, you can't have it. Um, you got to have a ceremony for it. You can't have yeah. a ceremony without people. So I, I'm sure they have to push that back until. They can, the they can still do it though. They can still no, do it I like it's, he should be honored like everybody else gets honored. Like with that's people true. with press there. You know, he he's yeah. the guy that deserves it, you know. So that's true, yeah. Try to make yeah. it push it back. I mean a there bit. there may they, be they some yeah. press, but yeah. one of the things I really liked, and I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure like we look at that video and we it were I'm I could say that looks about ninety five percent done. 
outside. We don't know what it's like in the guts, and that was going to be the biggest uh, concern still, even if they had kept up the speed, the rate they were working on it and for opening day. All the things that are going on under it, we don't know if those those were going to be ready. But when uh, I, I really like like the, the dirt walking path area, like the sort of uh, it's it's a patio to get to the new concession stands. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be like that for when the season uh, the you know the the stadium is officially complete, or if they are gonna lay more cement or whatever. It looks like it's gonna be like that because for the greater part, you the, may run it again. Eh, it's up to you. Might as well. We got some more yeah. to talk about it, yeah. but you know you look at that and when now we see it on the screen. You know the the dirt areas there for the concessions like that's that's really cool. It's something that's a little bit different. It kind of gives it that sort of spring training complex feel feel. You know, it's, wait, it's, the dirt's not going to be there for forever. That right? I don't know. I mean, it, with with all of oh grass, do you think they're going to go grass? I mean, not talking real about grass. they're going to put like fake grass. You're talking the about the. Area, uh, right? You're talking about in the actual like eating area, in like the, the beer garden area. Yeah. No, no, that's that's yeah. going to be dirt. Yeah, it they're, is. They're yeah, putting. It they're putting. Like. They're gonna put picnic tables on top of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because you you look at everything else, like the all of the landscaping, it looks completed. You know, the the mm-hmm. screens are up. All the LED screens that we're gonna, mm-hmm. we're they're gonna have up. Um, what they had like two full or three full video screens yep. plus a couple more ribbon boards back there. Dodger Stadium is about to be lit. <laughs> Yeah, Sevier has again, the greatest DJ booth in the world. <laughs> yeah, and those and those speakers. Yeah. Um, so we're sorry, like Norma says, she's sad to see the video again. We're sorry to see. Uh, so sorry for sadness. It's 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 just something we need, and we appreciate uh, John K. I'm pretty sure he's not even supposed to be droning up there, but John John has done fantastic work droning. He does a lot of this stuff. He hits Dodger Stadium. He's he's hit it. All throughout the off season, he's doing SoFi Stadium. He's not part of the extra five hundred million dollars SoFi is trying to get, or the Rams are trying to get. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, oof, oof. But it, it, everything about it looks perfect, and and I think now, like you said, Brooke, the uh, the outfield walls are up. That that center field kids play area is up, and the way it looks, or the way. Um, Justin Turner mistakenly mentioned that he's going to be going to the stadium this Thursday to kind of like stand in the box and, and get the batter's eye. So I think we're going to be getting some content out there. Shout out Eric V. I'm pretty sure he's about to be producing a video that he gets from players uh, showing up at Dodger Stadium and kind of getting a socially distanced tour of, of the, the new grounds. But if JT is saying he's going to be there, it's because it's done. That thing is done. That might be, like I said, the little odds and ends, dotting the T's, crossing the I's, whatever it may be. That thing's done, and it looks, it looks glorious. And I want to be there. And I'm sad that we can't be there because we could all be there together, getting them home run seats, getting really dumb drunk and and yelling at at opponents uh, opponent center fielders. And we don't get that this year, and that's that's sad. But if we do get baseball, uh, at least we get something can't wait and, to get uh, kicked out of the stadium next year I'm so excited <laughs> can't wait boom there's another new title one of the final things i had I, i'll kind of have this as my final thought in a way uh if you guys ha- unless you guys have anything else you want to add to it no sir uh, well final thought we'll pull a few comments and then we'll go ahead and uh, uh <clears throat> make way to the taco stand oh another thing to be sad about but Hell yeah. <laughs> there was a comment in a facebook group about about the dodger stadium uh renovations and it said uh <laughs> This was the idea. It's out there, but I like it. So sell, uh, sell seats at a discount. Send them our photo, and they can put a cardboard cutout in like in the seats in your seats. Hell yeah! And then you know between plays or, or pitches or whatever, the cameras will scan the crowd. Like just do it for fun? Question mark. So how much would you pay to have your head a, a, a just a Xerox copy of your head plastered on a seat on, on top deck, Brooke? Uh, I'd pay. I'd pay like two hundred bucks for that. I'll pay about two hundred bucks. I mean, that. it's not there permanently. It's each game, I would imagine. I, I mean, oh, you mean like per game? Not yeah, that much. Not, not very much. <laughs> less than what I would pay for a normal top deck ticket. <laughs> I I said one dollar, and then I said, you know, what, let's go throwback prices. We'll do six dollars for top deck, six dollars for the pavilion, and uh, and then we're good. I don't remember any of the other prices. I just remember those. I'm down. But um, yeah, you know, it just uh, apparently I think I think we're. I think we're being grainy, guys. People are saying that we have 2005 graphics right now. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, th- I think I, I think they they're talking about the uh, the people being posted in the stands. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm down. 
Yeah, it's about the same thing. It's about the same thing. Uh, Leslie Taylor points out that it's like the KBO too. KBO has like the they have the cardboard cutouts, but they also have like the blow up dolls. It's very yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I mean, they should have just gone with a cardboard Yo, cutout. It's Korea, man. <laughs> I love it. Right, I got I got one other final thought then on that, but let's let's take a, a couple more uh, a couple more comments here. Uh, Lincoln says a thousand dollars behind home plate. Ooh, thousand bucks. I think Lincoln meant like to stay behind home plate. Which is what is I it thought. per game? Are you asking per game, Clint, or is it per? Yeah, I'm saying you per, said game. per game, and I'm like, dude, oh, I'm not damn. paying nothing per game. Well, yeah, like one dollar to get your stupid face plastered back there. I yeah, think that's I pay fine. a dollar. Yeah, dude, if yeah. it's a cut out of me looking at Mary Hart behind home plate, <laughs> we gotta get the Mary Hart with the rings up <laughs> with Mary Hart. Gary Mary. Hart. Oh, oh Gary you Hart, married you wrong. Shout out to Judy. We love you, Judy. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Gary Hart. She's. <laughs> Oh God, she's coming! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the last episode with Gary because he's about to get murdered. But my 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 second final thought here, uh, my final final thought. I was at uh, a Dodger game a long time ago, <laughs> times of your BC as we call it before Corona, and um, it was it wasn't that long after the time where fans threw uh, uh, an inflatable cork on the field for for Sammy Sosa after he got co- uh, caught corking his bat. Hell yeah! But it, it, somebody brought an inflatable like doll, like a, a dirty special happy time doll, and they were hitting it around like a beach ball. So good, that was Classic. just a glorious sight. People at oh, Dodger Stadium. BC. It wasn't a ninety-nine cent store beach ball. I, I remember no. it. I remember it being passed down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, I think that's about it. Uh, appreciate. Uh, everybody for hanging out with us i think this was a, a really fun show and it shows you know just drink before the show <laughs> anyways find <laughs> us on the internet we are dodgers nation you can go to dodgersnation.com and see all the stuff we put out some really 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 good posts today and we're doing our best to find you the best uh content we can each day that isn't just the same news crap or the same boring stuff or who is the fastest player on each team in history no it's boring we want to have some fun and if we don't think it's fun Well, there's a chance we might still post it, but for the most part, we're trying. So please click. uh, Please keep us uh, alive. And while you're at it, subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player, wait, Player FM. Oh, so many more. (laughs) And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you. That was really good. I am at BrookMe3. This guy over here on this side of me is at Alcohol. We are on Twitter and Instagram. We are at OfficialDashNation. On Instagram, at Dodgers Nation on Twitter. Thank you guys to your... I mean, every single week, you guys just bring the heat in the comment section. We cannot thank you enough for it, because without these comments, this would be uh, probably a 30-minute show. Probably yeah, just us talking sure. to each other. So we, we really enjoy that. We like engaging with you guys on that. And I want to give a special shout-out to Santiago Venegas over on... Uh, I think Santiago's on Facebook today. Uh, he had those 3D printouts, the Dodgers 3D oh, printouts. Yeah. We want to shout you out for that yeah. one. Oh, that's that guy? Hell yeah. That I guy. love that thing. Thank you, Sandy, for that I need thing. one for awesome. back here. He's, yeah, he said we're going to put this on set, so I just want to give a shout out. You know, We're going to try yeah, to – this... we'll, we'll engrave your name right here just for like so we always know forever. There you go. <laughs> Santiago, this if you is my a, set right now. If you could make a 3D printout of Clint just in general, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, again, we want to thank Mr. Gary Lee over there on the keys. Thank you so much for pushing through the hangover today, Gary. We appreciate you more than you know. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we'll see you, depending on how this goes, probably next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Uh, 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 uh.